0: Search for your podcast on Spotify or browse podcast in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of Edison 32K Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Edison Thirty k Podcast. Thank you for tuning in on a warm, uh, not actually a warm day. I was going to say warm because I have my heater on, but actually it's really cold here in uh, late late November. Um, it was a good Thanksgiving. Hope you guys all had fun and spent time with your family and ate a lot of turkey. Um, I actually just back to the United States about two days ago. I was on a trip to Asia. Um, been there a few times for work. I work for a pretty big Japanese company as you guys may know and I, I kind of wanted to take some time back to reflect on some of the experiences that I've I've gone through. i um, so I kind of wanted to start you guys off with a with a little story. Um, so a few years ago, I was in Tokyo for a big meeting, and uh, in that meeting, um, everybody you know was very focused on like business culture, and you know, and when you work in Japan, especially with the big Japanese company, you have to be- make sure that you um, you have mastered like the business card process exchange, and you also have to master the the art of like. Um, it's like a rank, right? If the person is more senior than you, then you have to give them a rank, give them way. Um, there's many, many different things that talk about that. I guess I'll I'll give it, go into detail. But I was in a meeting, and then as soon as that meeting finished, um, some of my colleagues are like, "Hey, let's go get a drink, man." And at first, I was thinking, "Hey, you know, this is this kind of like just a quick drink for fun with with friends, or is this kind of like a business thing?" It turns out later on that Japan is really big on like drinking culture. Like, to make deals with people, like, they prefer to meet face-to-face. And to going out to drink with colleagues and, and clients and stuff, it's it's normal. It's it's something that you can't really reject, especially if you're going to be working in Japan or if you're going to be working for a Japanese company like myself, and you're going to be going back to Japan here and there, back and forth. Um, so I went to get a drink, and then it was really fun. It was just, like, chatting, like, normal normal times, but you still have to be aware of, like, the the rank system and 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 who's more senior who's who's not more senior and if your boss is going then make sure that you know you kind of like um pour him drinks or kind of make sure you're not going out of line so it's one of the one of the most interesting experience that i had and after that i came back to the hotel room and um every time i was in tokyo for like a, a meeting or for some working um working event it's like i had to go drink with people or 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 or, you know, kind of go and, and meet people face-to-face, which we don't do so much of that here in the United States. Sometimes we just get lazy and we hop on a, a conference call, a video call, or it's like an audio call, or even like a text, you know? So you rarely see that in, in Japanese office, and especially with coworkers, when we go out to eat and stuff with clients. Like, you, you don't see anybody looking on their phone, playing on their phone, texting. Like, even in meetings, they put all put their phones away, and they're there, they're present. They don't drink coffee. They don't eat it's it's not as casual as it is in the US but um i think there's pros and cons of to both to both sides so um let's talk about some of the cultural uh experiences and cultural differences that i experienced working and you know traveling around japan for a little bit um first point i want to talk about is uh what are the big cultural differences and right off the bat i think when you know you talk to japanese people about the united states you know they think that the u.s is very laid back it's very casual uh, people are very outgoing um, they'll talk to you like in the middle of the street uh, start up a conversation and in japan or especially in uh, a big japanese company that i work at and when i'm in over there in japan overseas people aren't accustomed to that like if you're riding in a subway or you're walking on the street or you're like walking around the office at most people will say like hi or they'll bow to you or they'll they'll, they'll say hey how are you and then they'll go on with their day but if you stop and try to talk to them especially if they don't know you and you're a stranger to them it's a little bit awkward and and people in the office are kind of like kind of put you on the blacklist and to make sure that you're you're not um you know that people are aware of this of a van and this guy is very weird he's very strange you make sure you don't talk to him or kind of stay away but i think that's some of the biggest cultural differences is is, is just between the east and the west in general i think People are more open and and they have ideas, especially in the U.S. If you have an idea, it's like you want to share it with everybody, right? You don't really think twice. Oh, this person's going to steal my idea, or this person's going to like take it and run away with it, and and turn it into something else. So it's like at work in the U.S. in the office, I always like have ideas and I pitch them out to everybody. And then I make sure that everybody um, is aware of what's going on. And then if they have any other inputs, they can chime in. And then at the end of the day, like if my idea takes off and becomes a project and that gets completed, it's like, hey, you know what, guys? We all pitched in this together and we give credit where credit's due. And we make sure that everybody um, is able to um, get a piece of the cake, you know? But in Japan, I think everybody is more, like, quiet. Um, it's not really a bad thing because, you know, like, everybody's different and every culture is different. And um, it's funny because my brother also works for a Japanese uh, pharmaceutical company. And he mentioned to me one day that if you have a big project and you want to get it done and get it done right, like, give it to the Japanese people, the Japanese team, because they'll plan it through, they'll execute, they'll get it done without messing around. But you give it to, like, the American team, they're gonna, they're gonna go in without planning anything. They're gonna try to gun it and wing it, and then it's, they're gonna come back and, like, crap, it's messed up. We gotta redo it. So it's more of like, let's dive head in first and then figure out the problems later. Versus in Japan, um, I guess in my experience, it's also they're more cautious and they take precautions. They do plan A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four. What are the risks? What are the uh, success factors? And they execute, and then everything is like, it's good. So, um, I mean, I think it's just a big a big culture thing and also like why are some of the things in japan such as like um, technology cars um things like that like how come they're so well made i think that ties into like the culture as well and and i guess in japan like more than any other country i've been to uh, quite a few times is like the quality and the dedication is always there 100 percent it's like um if you see people work in Japan, or it's even the, some of the Japanese people that come over overseas to our office here in the U.S., when they work, like they're very diligent. Like they, they, they get things done. They don't slack around. It's like very serious. So I think sometimes maybe too serious. Um, but I think nevertheless, like you can always depend on, like if you have a Japanese team to get work done. And I think that's something that I guess people in the U.S. can learn on, um, can improve on as well. Second point is I mentioned earlier about. The story that i brought you guys is about the izakaya and the drinking culture i think that that is also evident when i'm at sony here in uh the us and, and yeah i just told you guys where i work so i work at sony <laughs> please don't stalk me no i'm kidding um yeah so the drinking culture and izakaya is very big it's um it, it's something that like you just have to attend and you have to like commit your time to and and make it a part of your 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 i guess day-to-day business activity and especially it's huge in Japan, you know, like making business deals is a big thing. Um, It's something that you have to like get used to and exchanging business cards is another point. That's like something that you have to master. Like it's, it's, we actually had a class at where I worked and they showed us how to exchange business cards. They showed us how to like sit down and actually exchange it correctly. If you have one person in front of you, or if you have like more than one person, you have to know how to like pass it around. You can't cover the the font with your fingers when you're handing off to the person you need to make eye contact sometimes you need to bow it's very serious you know because um if you don't do this right people are going to think you're weird and you're not polite and worst comes to worse, you'll lose the business deal just because of that um another thing that i learned was uh i was in a uh elevator one day going up to the office and there's a group of japanese executives that walked in and one of them was younger a few of them were older but I noticed one of the oldest guys walked in and stood at the back right of the elevator. I'm like, is that his spot usually? Or is that just he wants to go there and just stand there and, and just be comfortable? It wasn't until later on that I realized in the business etiquette class that even... In Japanese culture, you have um, people that when they go into the elevator, the lowest ranked person pushes the button and the highest ranked person gets to stand in the back right and make sure that they have the best view, the most comfortable seat in the house pretty much. So you kind of just have to be aware of all these little things because Japanese in Japan, people are very meticulous and they're very um, attentive about these small um, gestures that pay pay dividends and play a big role in seniority and just uh, business culture in, in general. Um, when you switching note, you know, going over to like the more crazy wild side of things like in Japan, there's a lot of host clubs and, uh, I remember walking around Shinjuku and, uh, you know, with some friends and also before with a lot of uh, my colleagues. And it was very interesting because there's a lot of like nightclubs and host clubs there where you could go in there and like, you can meet young guys or like young girls and they'll eat with you, drink with you. Um, there's certain places that like will do extra things like quote-unquote extra crazy sexual things that you have to pay more money for but it's all part of like the asian culture i mean I, i've been to vietnam and it's like the exact same thing you know you, you go down a street that's well known to foreigners and people will approach you left and right like hey you want to come in you want to massage you want to eat it's pretty girls you know et cetera, et cetera. so something that i thought was really interesting and. And in Asia in general, I think, not only in Japan, but the space is more limited. It's more crowded. So everything is kind of like scrunched together. So you walk around and you see like th- thousands of little shops, little places, little bars. And it's really interesting. We'll talk about more about, about that later in the podcast. Um, but speaking of like bar, speaking of small bars, um, we, we also went to this little place in uh, Japan where it was only like four or five seat small bar. And I forgot what the street name was, but it was a famous... Uh, for foreigners going there and just drinking and we sat with this older Japanese lady and she she was really strict and for some reason she complained about like foreigners she had asked uh, me where I came from and my friends translated said I was Asian American from America and then she went off on a tangent talking about how like foreigners are disrespectful about how they didn't order a lot of drinks and how they're like rude etc cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. so I'm thinking I wonder what kind of these foreigners she met because like there's so many different kinds of foreigners i think a lot of asian people don't aren't aware that like an asian american person is very different from like a white person versus a black person and so on and so forth because like white culture is totally different like they, they might not have the mannerisms at like a person of color like an asian person would have so but nevertheless like if you're like based off in an asian country and you have bad experience with foreigners your only exposure to foreigners is that. So you're gonna you're gonna become a little bit biased and you're gonna think like most foreigners are the same, but actually in reality it's not. But anyway, it's all good. Like, you know, no hard feelings, nothing crazy. Like I thought it was a really interesting experience. At this little bar that we talked to, um, all of a sudden this like American guy walks in and he's like this white guy, right? He sits down, he looks really tired, he's drinking, and all of a sudden, um, the bartender lady is like Asking us in Japanese, like, we wonder where this guy's from. So we look over and we're like, hey man, uh we're just wondering what country are you from? And he's like, take a guess. And when he first started talking, I'm like, okay, this guy has a pretty good American accent. Like, I, I didn't know what state he's from, but I knew he was from the US. So I took a guess. I was like, either Canada or the US. And turns out he was from the US. He was from Houston. But like, that's the thing. It's like Asians can't really tell white people apart because you can be like italian russian german french or like american and you all look kind of the same and vice versa a lot of like white people kind of think asians look the same they can't really distinguish between like a korean japanese vietnamese taiwanese chinese person because you know we all look the same black hair um yellow skin like our eyes look a certain way so but i thought that was a pretty interesting story and a pretty interesting experience for me and uh Last but not least is I think in Japan, I think uh, the girls and the guys, especially in the streets, they're very stylish. Like, they dress really, really, really nice. I mean, like, some sometimes when I'm walking around, I see a guy looking so nice. I'm like, this guy looks just like the anime that I just watched. Like, his hair is perfect. He has, like, some kind of makeup on. He looks really smooth. And he just looks really good. And I don't know. It's like... You don't really see that so often here in the US because if you dress like that you would stand out like like a sore eye, like a sore thumb. Um but nevertheless I think that uh it's a cultural thing it's really cool um even when it was like really really cold like about 3 or 4 de- degrees Celsius in Japan. That's really cold and the girls are walking around in skirts I think just to look nice but actually they're really f- they're cold and they're freezing inside. And I was walking around like some of the districts and I think uh, some of those, you know, the girls that they're like, they, they're like, uh, they, they're out, out to, uh, outside advertising, holding signs, trying to get clients. And they're like freezing in the cold. And I felt like really bad. I'm like, man, they're just, they're, they're working so hard. And here I am like wearing all this clothes and I'm walking around. I'm so warm. But that's some of my experiences, I guess, being in Japan, working there, um, being in a Japanese company and just kind of getting exposed exposure to like what it is representing an international company in the U.S., but when I travel back to Japan or work a few times, um, or even being in Japan in general, I think it's a very unique experience for me and it's very different. Although I really wish that in high school they offered a Japanese language class because I think um, they only offered Spanish and French. I don't know why, but I didn't, i didn't have a uh, i didn't have any motivation to learn either japanese or french Uh, i'm sorry uh i didn't have a motivation to learn french or spanish at all so it's like i don't know it's it's i didn't really take the class seriously even though i took it for four years but if they had spanish or chinese man i think my japanese language skills would be so good right now and i could probably like watch anime without having to read subtitles but that's a whole whole nother story but what? Do you, let let me know what you guys think. I mean, I'm kind of curious if you guys work in Japan or if you have any experiences there. I know I have a couple of friends. Even Shun in my podcast a few weeks ago talked about some of this, some of these things, and a lot of my colleagues. Um, if I have time, I can probably get them on the show. But uh, yeah, I mean, Japan's awesome. It's it's a great country. It's clean. People are nice. Um, I guess I, I just have to, you know, get to know people more and learn about some of the pros and cons but in my experience i think it's 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 a good thing and and i mean i'm impressed just working for a japanese company now and i think that uh it changed totally changed my mindset i guess just working in u.s companies before and then switching over to a big international multi-million dollar company so uh, with that being said let's take let's take a little quick break and then uh when we come back we'll switch gears talk about other Asian countries talk about Taiwan a little bit because I've been to Taiwan a lot a few uh, many times and we'll talk about some of the culture differences the people there the food the culture and maybe working there and and some of the things that maybe Taiwanese people think that are good and bad about their their culture and what I think because I've, I've of all the countries I think I've I've followed mainstream stuff there a lot and I listen to the music the culture the people uh, we'll talk about that so take a quick break and then I'll catch you guys back in, in a few minutes All right. Thanks. All right, guys, welcome back. That was an awesome first part. We talked about a lot of Japanese stuff, Japanese working culture, Japanese etiquette. We're going to switch gears a little bit, talk about uh, Taiwan. Taiwan is a country that I've been to the most of all the countries in the world. And some of the things that actually stood out to me the most are that I think people are like super friendly there. They're very, very welcoming, very helpful. If you're lost in the middle of the street and you ask somebody, like they won't hesitate to help you out. Um, if you're first time to Taiwan I, I think you should probably do some research about like the transportation because it's really really convenient and really good Uh, you can just buy a, a easy card or in Mandarin it's called a yo yo ka and then you can go there and then just add like a lot of uh some money into the car you can take the subway everywhere you go and at first it was a little bit confusing on how to use it but once my friend showed me how to use it I was able to like get around no problem. Um but if you want to go like to I guess uh places that are like a little bit more further away like a Tainan or like a Taichung then you need to buy like a ticket, like a high speed rail ticket or like a HSR ticket. And there's like Boost in Taipei that you can just go and just type in your destination and then like enter in your credit card number or in- insert some cash and then bam, you're you're good to go, you're done. You can be on your way to like the north, the south of Taiwan in just like three to four hours. It's pretty crazy, pretty pretty convenient. If I think, um, but I think since sometimes I think, uh, you know, like if you are in a rush somewhere or for in my case, like sometimes I'm not used to seeing so many people cram into like a subway. It's like I get kind of nauseous and kind of busy, so I try to stay away from all those places um once in a while i'll take it but most of the time i'll probably take like a taxi or i actually prefer walking walking is really really cool really convenient way to get around um i remember when i first landed in taiwan a long time ago i think i was like 19 or, or around that age and then i i didn't really know exactly how to get around so i took the taxi and it was like i think it was like 1200 nt which is about 30 33 32 dollars usd wasn't too bad, but it was still expensive if you take the taxi everywhere. So people in in Taiwan usually take the the HSR or like the subway. Um, there's Uber now, and then there's also bikes. Like you can actually rent bikes and just ride around Taiwan. It's pretty cool. It's so small that if you get a bike and you ride around, like I think it's really easy to um, just get places and A to B without having to like stress so much or find a parking spot. Uh, it's really hard to drive or park in Taiwan, especially because the, spa- the, the, the space is so cramped. So you have to, like, be really frugal of your space. Uh, most people don't really have a car in Taiwan unless you live in, like, a bigger city like Kaohsiung or, like, Tainan, where the space is really big. Then you would have to worry about those things. But uh, switch gears a little bit. And I think that, like, um, it, it's really cool being, like, an ABC or, like, an Asian-born American in in Taiwan because like you can speak both languages and you can kind of understand and see both sides of the coin and and see that you know um people are just just as friendly as 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 you think and you hear all these rumors and it's true because um I guess I guess Taiwanese are one of the most helpful people in the whole entire world and the most hospital and friendly so if you are there like they're definitely welcome you and if you speak the language even better because you'll be able to connect and, and understand and get to know all the locals. Um, but in terms of, like, I guess, um, it brings me up to my next point. I, I wanted to talk about this. This I think it's a really, it's not only in Asia, but I think in smaller Asian countries, it's, a, it's I think, due to, like, the history and, like, the colonialization of, like, um, you know, Western powers, and, and it kind of, like, shifts the mentality especially in Taiwan I see it a lot where it's like people think that they're like second in nature they're second best at everything especially compared with like foreign foreign countries foreign powers foreigners in general and it's like I think it's something that needs to change and can change and I think that I mentioned about this in my previous podcast and I think Asia is very powerful people are very smart and and they know exactly what they're doing um I mean people in Taiwan are great too like their math level is way beyond those in like western countries and but sometimes i think because of like the media consumption or like the movies the inventions uh the culture i think people kind of like think they're second to like foreign foreign people or like foreigners from other countries and i think some of that can be changed and i think um it's kind of a, a little bit annoying to me sometimes too because i was raised in the west but i also want to I guess bring up Asian people and that they think that you know they're they're also gonna have it positive and are able to make a positive impact on the world and do have abilities and capabilities to be strong and just as good if not even better than um, you know foreign people or like foreign country foreign people from foreign countries as well. Um, so I was at a jazz um, slash restaurant in Taipei and I was sitting there with uh, one of my friends just eating and chatting the night away. And all of a sudden, this big group of like busy people that walked into the restaurant, and a lot of them were foreigners. And uh, I think I forgot what country they're from. But I think they're from like Europe somewhere. I think maybe one guy's from from the UK and one guy's from Sweden because I kind of overheard them talking because they were talking really loud. And uh, it's kind of interesting, and I th- I find this funny not only in Asia but also in the U.S., where it's like a foreign person will kind of learn a few words in Chinese and all of a sudden he's like a master of the language like I know how to say like ni hao or ai ni or like some random stuff like that and then it's like everybody's like oh my gosh oh you speak such good Chinese you're so good and it's like they're constantly like feeding into his ego right but I think when you flip the switch um it's like if an Asian person speaks fluent English it's not really a big of a deal I mean I'm not like being jealous or anything but i think also sometimes um i think when you're kind of like kissing ass too much or you're kind of like um being like a people please a pleaser it, it kind of like feeds into the stereotype that like you know westerners or foreigners think that asian people are like shy or timid or just like um kind of like they're more submissive in that sense you know i kind of think this is a really bad stereotype that sometimes people indirectly in asia aren't aware of and they kind of feed into that system but nevertheless, Anna's in a restaurant, and they're talking really loud, like, laughing. And I couldn't help but, like, kind of eavesdrop and turn tune into their conversation. It's, and most of the conversation was, like, um, basically, oh, I came to Taiwan, and, like, I, I think people are so nice. And also, like, um, in Sweden, we do things this way and that way, and it's this how it should be done. And it's, like, you know, like, it, 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 the, the whole, the whole like, a shift in, like, um, the relationship kind of, like, the, the person from a foreign country kind of like takes the high pedestal and it's like they're just talking and kind of like like expect everybody to kind of like follow their pattern and their cultural thinking process and it's just like, man, you guys also have like uh, your own cultural identity and you have things that are going for you and many beautiful things and you can talk about that too. But I think a lot of people, um, even some of my friends included, they're Taiwanese, they kind of fall into this 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 kind of like indirect um like social uh hierarchy where it's like they they just see themselves as like second tier second class and i think um i think that's changing now i mean there's a lot of like people that are like more proud of themselves proud to be asian and especially a lot of abc's going back to like taiwan i think a lot of people are more like speaking their mind and they're kind of like like they're 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 more proud and they're kind of like hey you know this is my culture this is my people um you know like this is who we are and we want to spread this to the world and hey we're just as good as everybody else so i think it's something that like um needs to be improved on and and it's going to take some time but i think it's it's getting better but it's one of the big things that i see um especially in asian countries or in, even in in taiwan it's kind of more evident because i go back there a lot is that you know it's just that secondary second tier mentality and i think um you know even myself included i think uh, whenever, whenever i go there and I, I i try to just speak only chinese i try to like learn more about the culture and just make more friends talk to the locals and just you know kind of make them feel like you know their culture is awesome and they got a lot of things good good things going for them as well and not kind of look up their kids ask so much like the foreign foreign power foreign countries because they're just as good uh but anyway um i I noticed another thing it's kind of funny in in asia or like being in taiwan is that like when you meet a person like a restaurant or a bar or like a, a lounge it's like you ask them where they're from, right? And they'll say something like, oh, I'm Korean. You know, I'm 100% Korean. Or I'm like, I'm Vietnamese, 100% Vietnamese, I'm 100% Chinese from China or like from Hong Kong, you know, like I'm Filipino. It's like whatever you are, you're really proud to like let the world know that you are that. Because I think in Asia, like you see a lot more Asian people than like, you know, Westerners. I mean, it, depending on the city you're in, but for the most part. Um, so you kind of want to represent your own individual self or like individual society or country more than like asian people on a global scale but if you go to like foreign countries such as like europe um i guess america canada it's like they're people don't really look at themselves as like oh i'm a vietnamese person or like i'm a taiwanese person right it's more of like i'm an asian person because like asian we all look the same compared to like westerners right so it's like they can't distinguish so it's like we're more proud to be asian and we 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 kind of don't look past like you know like korean japanese vietnamese whatever it's like you know we all kind of stick together so i think that's one of the biggest difference between like the west and east is that like that's 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 something that was interesting to me i don't think it's good or, or wrong or right or, or wrong i think it's just the way that people are like raised and kind of like kind of brought up to think it's totally cool you know um but on a positive note, I think some of the restaurants in Taiwan are so good. Like, I remember we walked around. You go into the 7-Eleven, it's like they got everything there. Like, it's like it's like in Tokyo in Japan. They have, like, noodles, ramen. They have, like, niroumen, beef noodles. They have, like, tuan, which is, like, rice balls and, and, like, all sorts of, like, good Asian drinks. And it's clean. Not like Asian – I mean, sorry, not like the U.S. 7-Elevens where it's, like, dirty and, like, you got all these bums going in there buying stuff and – sometimes it feels unsafe to be honest and their food is like months old It just really still and bad and it's really bad for you don't eat that so i think um people usually find restaurants through like google or like word of mouth um i went to eat at a couple places i walked around food is so good and there's be- the beef noodles there it's it's incredible um if you're not sure where to eat just go to Sogo's. It's like the biggest, one of the biggest department stores in Taiwan. It's like a Japanese department store, but like I went to one that's like 20 stories high. You can go up to like the eighteenth, 17 floor and just eat up there, get a nice view. And it's pretty cheap. Like you can't get that anywhere here in California. It's like, you got to make a reservation or pay extra money, pay a lot of money to actually go out and eat at a restaurant like that. So take advantage of your time if you're there and just enjoy it. It Just food is cheap. It's good. Um, And I mean, I think, It's just a great place to just be in and just just chill and and just relax, walk around. It might be a little cramped, a little hot. Weather is, like, humid. Sometimes it rains. It's sunny. It's, like, you know, up and down. But just try to enjoy it as much as you can. Um, But, yeah, I mean, some of my overall impressions of, like, I guess being in Asia is that, like, not only, it doesn't matter where you're from, like, it's good to go back to your roots, like, your your parents are from Asia, they grew up there, so it's like, and even if you're, like, third, fourth generation, your grandparents, great-grandparents were from there, so it's like, it's good to see the country where your ancestors and your people are from, and I think that's a really kind of like a an, an out-of-body experience, and you feel really proud, and, and you feel like you belong somewhere, you know, just, it's good to see, you know, it's like, imagine being born outside and never being back to your country and seeing your roots it's like it's just a little bit odd i love it strange so go back and check it out language exchange is awesome too like say if you're studying japanese or you're studying mandarin or like you're studying korean it's good to be in the country where people speak it the most and you're exposed to it like 24 7 everywhere you go on the train in the public transportations and taxis even in 7-11 it's like you you they're going to speak to you in the native language so you're going to improve like so so fast like if you study for example if you study korean in the u.s and if you study for six months if you're in korea only for one month it's like you'll improve so fast at the rate of like a six months time span being studying that language here in in the u.s so definitely go there um it's super safe um i guess at least in japan and taiwan where i've been it's super safe at night you can, I see people walk around like two or three in the morning, just going back from the club or just chilling. Some people are just drunk and still walking home. It's it's pretty safe. Um, I don't know if you, if I could say the same thing about in, in here in, in L. A. If you walk around at two in the morning, and you're a girl. Good luck, man. <laughs> I don't know how many people are gonna walk up to you and try to take you home. But um, restaurants, there's so many abundant amount of foods. Like and even in Japan, there's a bunch of hidden restaurants. Ate um, at a really couple of good sushi places and a really good hidden local Japanese restaurant like it's just so cool and the service is beyond excellent One of something I want to talk about was like the service in Asia is just top-notch like it's like the standard so whatever you you go it's like they're gonna like give you the best customer service because it's part of the culture you really see that here in the US like I think one of the biggest differences is that like the service is like they expect you to give you to give them a lot of tip but sometimes they're not really like helpful they don't really care so much about you their service is kind of subpar and even going back from the customs in the U.S., I think you know you're in the U.S. When it's like you're like a person of color, and you kind of feel like they're not really welcoming you back, even though they they want to welcome you back. They kind of look at you cold, and like they kind of snap at you, like, "Hey, have your passport ready, have your boarding, no, have your uh, immigration printout ready to go." It's like it's like I don't see any other like country. I've been to a lot of countries that treat passengers or treat like visitors or even treat their own people this way except for the u.s it's like it's really bizarre i don't get it it's like that's why like i guess when you go to like a lot of foreign countries when people think of american they think like america we're kind of like subpar in terms of like mannerisms and we're rude and we're kind of like cocky and arrogant i can see that and i don't know i think it's something that just needs to be worked on but i mean don't don't lose hope there's still hope in the world i mean not everybody's like that and in other countries people are more respectful so that's why I think people should travel the world and see more, see things outside their little box, outside their bubble. Um, nothing I noticed was that it doesn't matter where you are in Asia, people don't really talk much. They don't open up like they, um, they're more quiet. They keep things to themselves. Like, I guess in the states, one of the good the good things is that people actually are talkative and they're friendly. They'll talk to you like, "Hey, how's it going? How you doing? You know, how's everything? How's life? You know." But in Asia, it's like if you just, "Hey." Hey man, how you doing? How's how's work? I like your your iPad. They'll look at you like, what the hell? <laughs> this guy's kind of weird, you know. So it's good. It's, it's a good and bad thing, but nothing nothing crazy. Just you know, something that you're getting used to. Um, I can see sometimes, like if you're over there working in Asia, you might get lonely because nobody wants to talk to you, and you want to find like somebody from the same country or the same area as you, and you want to open up. So I think you know, it's good and bad. Um, But I mean, overall, I think is a great place. It's it's where my roots are where my parents are from and being in asia you can go to like any country it's within like three four hour five hour flight it's like korea to taiwan to vietnam to japan to china to like korea singapore malaysia it's all right there you know so um it gives you a, a, a whole new perspective on life when you travel and you come back it feels good leaving your little bubble for a while but in the future who knows maybe i'll be working there maybe i'll be living there who knows but for the, for the time being, it's like, you know, life is short, and you got to travel and see as much as you can before you get sick and old and you have gray hairs and you can't walk anymore. Let me know what you guys think. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And I, I certainly definitely enjoyed making it because I had a lot of, I guess, cultural experiences, especially in Asia, you know. I have a lot of friends there, and I've seen a lot. I work for a big international Japanese company, so um, if you guys want to know anything else you know shoot me a comment shoot me an email at edgison32kpodcast at gmail.com that's edgison32kpodcast with an s at gmail.com or follow me on instagram at edgison32kpodcast all right guys it's about 11 25 p.m here in la on a, on a cold sunday no 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 sorry on a cold saturday evening and trying to catch up on some sleep a little jet lag but Hope you guys had fun and enjoyed listening to this. Hopefully I get to talk to you guys soon and uh see you guys on the other side of the world. Have a good night all. Peace.